Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Tim McMaster here along with Adam Berry, our MLB.com Pirates reporter. Spring training about midway point kind of at this point, Adam. We're getting closer to opening day. This is when managers start to announce who's going to get that opening day start, who's going to start at home. And sure enough, that's what's happened for the Pirates this week. So we'll talk about that. We'll also check in on some other guys on this roster, including Colin Moran, who came over in that Garrett Cole trade. But let's start with those starting pitchers. Opening day, it'll be Yvonne Nova getting the start. Um, let's hear about his thoughts on that before we get into more of this. I think uh, it's getting better every time. You might have a rough second you know, half last year. Something that usually happened to me. It was the first one, and then the second one was good. For some reason, it was you know, reverse of that. But, uh, you know, I think it feels good every time. Every day, every month that we're here, I think uh, I said in, like, when I sign in, you know, uh, I feel like this is a place I want to be in. And, you know, I still feel that way. So, Adam, obviously, um, Garrett Cole, you think, would have been the guy to start opening day. He's no longer here, which made it a bit of a toss-up. But uh, what are your thoughts on Ivan Nova getting that opening day start? Yeah, I think it makes some sense just to give it to the veteran guy. Uh, you know, Nova has never had an opening day start in his career. This will be his ninth season in the big league. Uh, it's a pretty cool honor for him. You know, he is, as Clint Hurdle said, the dean of the rotation at only 31 years old. He has the experience. He has the respect. Uh, it's just sort of a nice nod uh, to give him that honor. Nova is very excited about it. That's something you dream of uh, growing up and then to finally get the chance to do it. You know, he sat back in New York and watched CC Sabathia do it for six straight years, and he saw Tanaka do it his last year there. And then, uh, you know, you're right, it probably would have been Garrett Cole if he was still around, but, uh, you know, went to either – Basically, Nova, Tyone, and uh, they gave the nod to Nova. Uh, you know, you hope that he's going to bounce back and, and be the guy that he was in the first half last year, the second half of 2016. That was a really effective uh, sort of top-of-the-rotation caliber pitcher. He certainly put in the work. He came into camp looking good, lost 10 pounds. Uh, early spring results haven't been great, but he's sort of in that veteran working-on-stuff mode. Uh, so the Pirates feel pretty good about uh, the guy that they got going on opening day in Detroit. And then the home starter, it'll be the other guy you just mentioned, Jamison Tyone. And um, he seemed fine with that. Didn't mind, matter to him that he wasn't getting the uh, the opening day start. And In fact, in a way, it almost sounds like he's excited to be the guy at home in front of the home crowd. Let's hear from Tyone. I'm really excited. Um, I love PNC Park, best park in the league. 
I love pitching in Pittsburgh. I'm a new homeowner up there too, so I'm proud to be a Pittsburgher. Uh, so this means a little extra for me. This is only my second opening of the day to be a part of a team, so uh, just to be able to get the home opener in my second uh, full year is pretty pretty exciting. Uh, and I'm really excited for a guy like Nova to get to pitch our, our team's opening day in Detroit. So um, yeah, I'm honored, uh, and hopefully, you know, five years down the line, I'll get an opening day. Again, makes sense, Adam, and, and he seems like he's going to be really fired up for that home opener. Yeah, and part of the the reason they actually gave him that nod, Clint Hurdle said, is that uh, you know they trust that he'll be able to control that adrenaline. You know that this is a guy who's been through so much, you know, from Tommy John and you know being a top prospect, the number two overall pick, and then obviously last year uh, overcoming cancer and then returning to the mound, uh, you know, five weeks after her surgery for testicular cancer. Uh, this is a guy who they know is going to be able to handle the excitement of that day because it is a big thing. You know, your nerves are up. You're playing in front of the home crowd. Uh, Pittsburgh has really embraced Tyone, uh, just given the, his story and everything he's overcome. And, and Tyone has embraced Pittsburgh. He mentioned, you know, that he's a homeowner now. He bought a place in Pittsburgh, which, you know, is a, is a pretty uh, strong sign that, you know, he loves the city and he loves being there and he likes pitching in front of the fans. You know, like, like you know, he and Nova kind of alluded to and Cervelli said the same thing. It's, it's one start out of what you hope to be 32, but it's still a pretty special honor for both guys, uh, you know, and it makes some sense lining it up the way that the Pirates did. Yeah, you always have to be impressed when these guys uh, buy houses in cold weather playing cities because it, <laughs> it means that they're happy to stick around when it's cold in the winter maybe as well. So that's always nice to see. Uh, Colin Moran is obviously part of that Garrett Cole trade, came over. He's 25 now, um, and hearing it from the Pirates, Adam, he's a guy that they've kind of always had an eye on all the way back to before uh, he was drafted, and if he had fell to them, maybe they would have been the team that did draft him, and finally, after all these years, he's a Pirate, and um, Neil Huntington seems thrilled about it. Yeah, it was kind of interesting working on that story. You know, at first, I went in with it, a feature kind of just in mind about Colin Moran's surgery and coming back from, you know, the, the operation that he had last year after he hit a foul, a foul ball off of his face that really, you know, derailed what was an excellent season in the minors, you know, the most power that he's shown. Uh, when Carlos Correa went down for the Astros, Jeff Luno told our friend Brian McTaggart, uh, as you can see in that story, that Moran was going to play every day, basically. That was his opportunity, and, you know, they thought he was going to take it and run with it. And then he had the operation, and as it turns out, that may have also prevented the Pirates from going after him last summer when they were in need of a third baseman. They've always liked Moran, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, they really liked him in the draft. They thought he was a good hitter, going to hit for a high average, play a solid third base, and eventually the power was going to come. And he turned into that guy. It just so happened that he did it in the Astros system. Uh, and then they were able to land him in the, in the Garrett Cole deal. And it's, you know, it's a guy they've been excited about for a long time. Uh, you know, they're happy to land him. They think he's going to be the, the starting third baseman from this team out of the gate. Um, so they're, they're really happy about the guy that they've seen. And just talking to him and talking to his dad and uh, everything for, the, for that story about the way that he came back from, uh, you know, really just kind of a horrific accident on the field, taking that foul ball to the face, going – you know, across the country in a, a trip from Baltimore to Houston to have surgery and then right back to work and rehab in Florida. Just a really impressive guy. He's not going to wow you maybe with his personality, not a big uh, personality, not a, not a, you know, a great quote or a big talker in front of the cameras, but really just a focused, hardworking, you know, dedicated uh, young guy that the Pirates feel like they're getting at the right time. 
Yeah, because it, it, you mentioned getting him at the right time. It took a while for him in the minor leagues. When he first came up, uh, it took took a little while for the bat to come along. That's why you said he's, you know, he is 25 years old right now, but now he's kind of coming into his own, and the Pirates get him. Uh, when, who knows, if they had drafted him, they may have soured on him by this point instead of getting him right when he's uh, maybe hitting his stride. Sean Rodriguez is off to a nice start. He played 39 games in 2017, Adam. Uh, three homers already this spring. He hit one on Monday. Is How does he fit into this roster, and how confident is he with the start he's off to? Yeah, they went out and they got him last August uh, from the Braves after he kind of rushed back from that offseason shoulder surgery um, following that uh, what turned out to be a deadly car crash in the offseason. Uh, you know, he really rushed back. He was told that he wouldn't play at all. He said, yes, I will play. Came back for the Braves, played a couple of games. The Pirates saw an opportunity to add a guy that they really liked. Uh, you know, the previous years that he was here, uh, they went out and they got him. Uh, you know, he might have uh, fit at some point in kind of a left field platoon role before the Pirates went out and got Corey Dickerson. Now he returns to that sort of super utility bench spot uh, that he did so well uh, for Tampa Bay. And then here is uh, 2015 and 16. The Pirates are pretty excited about having that guy. Clint Hurdle loves his versatile veterans. The guy who can play literally anywhere on the field. You know, he can back up at second, third, play from shortstop and center field this spring. Uh, he's out in right field today as I speak, and Bradenton made a diving catch out there. He's a, you know, he's a solid defender. He's going to give you everything he has. And the power has come back. Last season, you can basically throw out the numbers based on the way that he rushed back from that surgery. But you saw a lot of power in 16. He felt good about the adjustments that he made here working with hitting coach Jeff Branson. And you've seen the power already this spring, so that's definitely a good sign. Uh, the Pirates are pretty excited about the way that the Dickerson acquisition affects their bench depth. Gives them a pretty good group there. Uh, the way that Clint Hurdle, uh, you know, gives guys rest and moves in uh, uh, reserves off the bench. It's pretty important that you have a deep group there, and uh, the Pirates feel pretty good about that group, especially with Rodriguez being a part of it. Speaking of Dickerson, he's now reported to the Pirates. Uh, after the trade, he took a little time because uh, his – uh, second child was born, so that, I guess, worked out right in a, in a sense that he had to take some time there before reporting to the Pirates. But now he's there. What are your first impressions of Corey and, and how he fits into this clubhouse and everything? Yeah, you're kind of on the field. You're sort of under the impression that he is catching up. The offensive start hasn't been very hot. Um, it's going to be him getting used to playing left field on a full-time basis because that's going to be his role with the Pirates. And, you know, They expect him to run him out there and Left field at PNC Park is no easy task. Uh, they feel he's up to it, though, just based off of his athleticism, some of the changes he made to his body over the last two years. Uh, they, they like the bat. They like the power. Uh, it could, it could bat basically anywhere in their lineup. He hit some leadoff for the Rays last year. I don't see that happening here, but he's out there batting second between Josh Harrison and Starling Marte today, granted it's spring training. Uh, but, you know, just kind of a, a veteran guy, you know, a pro. Not really going to rattle anybody's cages. He's you know going to come in, do his work, and, I think he's excited about the opportunity. He's definitely motivated uh, just based off of the way it ended with Tampa Bay uh, where they designated him for assignment uh, coming off of an all-star season. I don't think he took that particularly well, and he has said as much. Uh, so he's coming in motivated. That's the kind of guy the Pirates like to get a hold of, somebody where they see uh, you know, whether some bounce-back potential potentially you know, based on the way that uh, the second half of his season went or you know, a guy who's just kind of got an edge to him. And I think that's what their, their first impression of Dickerson has been so far. Yeah, it was a weird situation, certainly, with the Rays. Him getting DFA'd and, and Odorizzi getting traded at that same time. Um, uh, I don't think it all went over well down there either. Uh, he, I think he was annoyed, and I think some of his former teammates were as uh, mm -hmm. well. All right, great stuff from you, Adam. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Pirates edition. For Adam Berry, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.